Welcome to the Hometown Bluegrass Show weekly podcast presented by Allen Music Shop. Co-hosts Tim Batts and 20-time bluegrass guitar player of the year Josh Williams will talk about the latest bluegrass news, interview folks in the industry, and give you lighthearted stories and music tips along the way. Now, here's Tim and Josh. Hey, buddy. How you doing, man? Hello. You're live. I am. Man. How you I'm doing? Live. I'm hanging in here, man. How yeah. about you? I'm hanging in here. Well, good. We're like two hairs in a biscuit, ain't we? Hanging in there like two hairs in a biscuit. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Oh, I man. made it back from Spigma alive and dodged all the potholes on I-24 and made That's it good. back. That's good. That's good. Yep. How was it? I wish I could have went. Spigma was, it was pretty good. Uh, and it was um, lots and lots of people. So they had a good mm-hmm. good crowd for sure. Really good entertainment. Um, I went mainly for the um, Saturday afternoon and the award show, and um, um, that was good. Uh, the Larry Stevenson band, I loved them. I uh, thought that was really good. Um, the um, Graskels played. Um, of course, Rhonda Vincent and the Rage um, played, and uh, that was good. And um, so, yeah, it was some good, some really good music. So, how was the Lash Stephenson band? Uh, Lash Stephenson was good. I, good. He, that dude can sing high, can't he? Well, he can sing high. <laughs> and his banjo player is really good. <laughs> I don't know the boy's name. Really? Yeah. But I haven't. I don't know who's uh, playing with him I anymore. Don't, I don't. I didn't know his name, but I mean, wow. But they, yeah, they were they were a good band. Good. That's the first time I'd ever seen Larry live, so that was pretty cool. I've played a lot of a lot of music with Larry over the years. Yeah. Did he play with you at Station Inn? He did, yeah. I, I saw uh, a video of that um, recently. It was 2019, I think. Yeah. I thought it was kind of recent. Because um, you, it was Mickey Harris was on the bass. And yeah, the, it was The Rage pretty yeah. well. It was Aaron, Aaron and was Mickey. Aaron was on fiddle. Aaron and Mickey. Or Aaron was on banjo. And, and we had Jason Carter playing fiddle. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Larry was on man. Lash, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool. So, um, welcome to the Hometown Bluegrass Show. We uh, excited to be here, uh, presented by AllenMusicShop.com. Dot com. And we're here in Allen Music Shop, recording this podcast. There's a surrounded by just amazing instruments and all kind of musical equipment. So, uh, be sure and check them out online or downtown Paducah. And uh, come in here in person. Josh teaches guitar lessons here. and um, I do. Um, has a great time with that. Gosh, he's here like... Almost every night. <laughs> Three nights a week. Three I'm nights here. a week, yeah. 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 So uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday evenings after work, I'm here. Yep. Yeah. So after his regular day job, he's here teaching guitar. So um, I know they're excited to have him here. And uh, uh, speaking of which, I guess it was last week we were recording a podcast. Um, hmm. Something happened. <laughs> yes. Something happened. <laughs> yeah. So Josh was, uh, I'll preface it and you can take off one. <laughs> so he's upstairs teaching guitar lessons to uh, someone. And uh, this building's a hundred and something years old. Yes. Uh, so the, the stairs uh, were a little old fashioned. Yeah, the stairs came off the ark. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, uh, uh, so Josh is coming down carrying a $3,000 Martin guitar. <laughs> and what happened? And I missed a stair. Yeah. And the guitar didn't fare so well. Yeah. Well, neither one of us really <laughs> fared that great, but yeah. um, I definitely did better than yeah. the guitar did. <laughs> yes. Um, Josh ends up in the ER, the guitar ends up in the Luther shop. That's exactly right, except I didn't have a break, luckily, uh, but the guitar did. The top busted on it. So uh, Your cord and hand, your left wrist. That's right, man. I landed on that and my tailbone, and man, I am still bruised Mm -hmm. on my tailbone, but my wrist seems to be okay, thankfully. Josh. Pull your pants up, man. We don't need to see your tailbone. <laughs> I just wanted tailbone. to proof, you know. Uh, well, well, thanks a lot for that. Yeah, you're welcome. I know you'd like that. <laughs> it's kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. But anyway, <clears throat> yeah, the guitar didn't fare so well, but... Uh, it did not, man, unfortunately. Yeah. I, uh, well, that's what you get for playing a, a double old something. And it was a triple O 35 yeah. is what it was. Man, it was a good sounding guitar. It's the only triple O I've ever played thus far that actually did not sound like one. Yeah. Not that they sound bad, but it had that big, beefy, throaty, yeah. dreadnought sound to it. You yeah. know? And I was like, wow. So, yeah. and... Uh, uh, on the uh, on the upside, however, you know, I uh, uh, 
I bought the nicest little triple O last week. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't actually have to buy it, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. if had it been anywhere else and anybody else other than Brandon Allen, I, I probably yeah. would have uh, had a had a had a time financially with it. But yeah. uh, the well, first thing when I called him and said, "Hey, uh, you know, you probably don't want to put me upstairs anymore," and he laughed and said, "Why is that?" And I told him the first thing he said was. Are you okay? I don't care about the guitar. Are you okay? Yeah. You know, so. Well, that's the kind of people they are, so. But I got home, and my, uh, you couldn't see where my wrist was. So, like, from my elbow all the way down to my hand was all the same. Oh, wow. It was all, yeah. It looked like a leg. Yeah. Well, so. you, he did this right before we were recording with Jason McKendry last week, and he, he we was wondering where he was at. Jason was like, well, I don't know where he's at, and, uh. Finally, here he come in, and uh, mm -hmm. so he had taken a tumble. But glad you're all right, man. Yeah, I'm glad I'm all right too. <laughs> so, yeah, but so. I was able to tough through it, you know, tough through uh, picking last week with him, and uh, uh, you know, obviously the pain got worse. Yeah, <laughs> after a, that, yeah, several days after it was pretty. Yes, sore, yes. But. So, well, Spigma was fun. Uh, lots of great winners. The Cody North show kind of racked up and and stunk the show up with so many awards. I mean, that band won everything you could possibly imagine. But uh, excited. Uh, uh, our guest uh, that we uh, are going to be interviewing later tonight, uh, Miss Rhonda Vincent, uh, won Female Vocalist of the Year. That yeah, was cool. that's awesome. Uh, she was there performing and uh, some of their new singles that are coming out. And um, uh, that was a lot of fun. The Grascals performed, and um, they're always a treat to watch. And... Um, but um, there was one performance that I wish I could have been there to see. What's that? And that was the New Tradition reunion yeah. show. Yeah, I missed that too. It was earlier in the day, and um, we didn't get there in time to see that. But yeah, that and it, Richie Dotson, uh, the original banjo player, is uh, was the one playing banjo, and he hadn't played. Which I I've known Richie all my life, and uh, he has just within the last year started playing again. And in fact, I even talked to him today. He said, man, it was so cool to hear that you're playing again and all that. And he said, I feel like I've got my right hand back, you know, oh, cool. and that's just awesome. I'm so happy for him for doing yeah. that because I know how much he missed it and how good he was at one time. And uh, uh, he and his brother both started playing music again. So yeah. I think that's great. You know, good. That's so good to hear. Uh, just looking through some of the winners, of course, um, you know, guitar Performer of the Year, which you've won many, many times, uh, Mr. Kenny Smith. Um, oh, great. Yeah, Kenny's great, man. Yeah, hard to argue that. Um, Kenny and Amanda Smith are great to see if you ever get a chance to see them live. Alan Bobby won Mandolin Player of the Year. And um, so, um, of course, uh, Russell Moore, Male Vocalist of the Year. You, can't, so, you can never argue with that one. No, you like, can't. That's one of those kind of like, Tony Rice, Guitar Player of the Year, or Doc Watson, Guitar Player of the Year. <laughs> right. You know, it's our uh, uh, Chubby Wise, Fiddle Player of the Year. You know, I mean, that's just right. one of those things where it's like, that just should be how right. it is. Exactly, you know? exactly. Of course, we had uh, Russell Moore's new bass player um, on the show with us a couple weeks ago. Uh, Colton Baker was here with us and uh, uh, had a good time with him. And uh, so I texted him. Uh, of course, I was at the show, and so as soon as they announced it, I – I texted him, and uh, Russell wasn't there. I think they were out on, on a show somewhere. But uh, anyway, that was pretty cool. Pretty cool to see. Yeah, it is. It's great. So, you got any other news you know about? Well, yeah, I got a couple of things here. Um, a bluegrass promoter, of course, was Ernie Evans, which was uh, Ernie took over uh, all of Norman Adams festivals, which are were some of the bigger ones in the country. Mm -hmm. um, uh, let's see, Kyle Cantrell, of course, DJ of the Year. Yep. Hopefully one of these days we'll get uh, Tim Batts as DJ of the Year. Yeah. We'll work on that. Yeah, won't that be awesome? Um, of course, Donna Ulysses, one songwriter. Yep. Um, she was sick, couldn't be there. Bless her heart. Well, I think what's really cool, uh, I, I love that Edgar – because I love Edgar. He's a great guy. Edgar Loudermill, just mm -hmm. a great dude. And we've been friends for many years. I'm glad to see that he got Bass Player of the Year. He very rarely gets recognized, you know. Yeah. And and there's a lot of performers that are overlooked, unfortunately, mm -hmm. in in every uh, 
you know, association there is that does this. Um, they're, they're often not always considered just because maybe they're not, you know, in the most popular band or maybe they're, you know, uh, not doing this or not doing Mm -hmm. that. But I mean, there's just, you always have like the probably five people always the same. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I'm glad that that's not the case. And, and I wanted to ask you about that. I've thought about this so many times, you know, and we're, you know, you and I are going to keep it real, you know, we're down and dirty, Oh yeah. you know, so how, you know, I know, all this is fan voted, right? Yes. And so, you know, a lot of it's popularity, a lot of it's this and that. You know, Cody North Show won seven awards, you know, they're just hot right now. You know, there's a lot of other great bands out there. And Cody's there. a great entertainer. Yeah. I mean, he is. There's no doubt about it. So you know? I guess it's just amazing to me how certain people win it certain years and some people don't, you know. I don't know. You yeah. have any insight to that? <laughs> well, I honestly, uh, I'm extremely grateful for every time I won, every award I've ever won. Mm. But there does come a moment when you start to feel like there are other players, you know, that Mm. need to be recognized. And and I did feel like that. I felt like, uh, um, you know, there's it. It always to me feels weird uh, walking up on stage and. Uh, accepting an award that Brian Sutton, that Kenny Smith, that uh, Doc Watson, Tony Rice. Like, I had to accept uh, IBMA's Guitar Player of the Year Award in front of Tony Rice in oh, the really? audience. Mm. And, uh, which I didn't think about that. Tony was quite funny about it because uh, we had uh, just started playing music some together. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, he uh, he was so funny because I caught him uh, coming into the backstage party. It was at the Ryman that year. And I had uh, caught him coming in, and he said, Hey, I hope they give that to you. And I said, Well, shoot, man, that's nice of you to say. He said, Yeah, because I got a lot of money riding on you. <laughs> so, <laughs> he done that on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he was great. And then, you know, the second time, because I, I, I did win that one three years uh consecutively so the second year he was like hey Josh great job you know and literally the third year he uh he called me he wasn't at that one that year but he called and he said uh I want to remind you that I have a North Carolina concealed weapons permit (laughs) (laughs) that's great he was awesome man (laughs) awesome guy uh, oh that is so cool but yeah there's just something about that you know uh it's just it's weird but honestly every single person that is out playing uh on the festival circuit deserves to have that because that particular one being voted on by the fans i mean that's that's uh you know everybody out there deserves it because we're all out there doing the same thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and who's to say that one person is better than the other or, you know, we're all completely different. Right. So that's what I wanted. The average fan, how can they tell the difference in a lot of the musicians, you know? Yeah. The people who don't maybe play an instrument themselves, you know, Mm -hmm. that's what I found interesting. Yeah. How do you know this guitar player is better than this guitar player? Well, and that's something that's really important to, to keep in mind is that, Winning those awards has nothing to do with who's better and who's not. Mm-hmm. You know, the Spigma happens to be the fans love whoever and they vote that person. Mm-hmm. Um, with IBMA, it's more of the peers that are voting on it. So, um, not that one's more important than the other, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, one is technically national. And the other one is technically uh, international. Mm-hmm. So um, there's not a huge number of bluegrass pickers in other countries, you mm-hmm. know. So, you know, most of the time it's going to be us here in this normal circuit that that, uh, that end up winning. But, um, you know, it has nothing to do with who's better, who's not. Right. Um, it's just one of those things where it could be uh, – Let's say Kenny Smith wins uh, IBMA Guitar Player of the Year. Well, Kenny worked on this many records this year, and he had, uh, you know, 
a solo record out that people just absolutely loved and he had this particular song and it gets song of the year and you know that mm-hmm. kind of thing so, yeah. you know, and um that's all great you know mm-hmm. and in that kind of sense when you're looking at the the things that have been accomplished throughout um the year then yeah you know uh you that guy does deserve guitar player of the year mm-hmm. um however the same person getting it over and over again, you know, can, and I say this for myself with Spigma being 17 times and, and I, you know, again, I was never ungrateful and I'm still not, um, I'm very thankful, but it, it just, it almost seems like almost unfair to, to other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I remember being a kid and being at IBMA, it was still in Owensboro at this time. Um, but slide rule, the Jerry Douglas album had just come out and it won. So the opening song on this album is the theme song for IBMA now, you know, it's called a, uh, shoulder to shoulder, I think, or something like that. But anyway, um, he won album of the year, recorded performance of the year, um, just one after another. Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) And he ended up, and I know he didn't mean it to be bad, he ended up having to write an apology in Bluegrass Unlimited for this, but he got up on stage after accepting like six awards and was like, this is kind of getting boring. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) You know, and I knew what he meant. He should not have said that, and he knew it, you know, and and immediately apologized. But um, I see his point, you Mm -hmm. know, it's like, you watch one person win all this different stuff all the time and it kind of gets, you know, yeah. why go, you know, right. cause you know, who's going to win. Yeah. The cool part about it is like for the last few years, even the years that I won, I was a underdog, you know, mm-hmm. like I was, I mean, up against Kenny and Brian Sutton and Tony Rice and Doc Watson. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, how do I get that? You know, <laughs> that still doesn't make sense to me, <laughs> but you know, I mean, yeah. it's just it's it's a it's a interesting situation. Yeah, you know? it is. I've always found it very interesting how it worked. But well, we've got a great guest coming up later on. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and um, uh, take a little ninety second break and get some uh, great sponsorship in here. And uh, we want to thank them for supporting Bluegrass Music. And we come back. Um, and we could talk guitars. Josh has his guitar laying here and kind of get some tips from him and uh, and see uh, what he uses. And um, Yeah, I brought and, my guitar this time. Yeah, he brought his. That way if he falls <laughs> and breaks it, it's his own guitar. That's so, right. That's right. I thought that's funny. So. Hopefully right. that won't happen. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> hey, you're listening to the Hometown Bluegrass Show. We'll be right back. Stick around. Right after this. Allen Music, located in historic downtown Paducah, Kentucky, is your source for fine guitars and all types of acoustic instruments. At Allen Music, we are experienced and enthusiastic players of everything we offer. Allen Music is family-owned and has been serving musicians since 1976. So stop by and thank them for supporting bluegrass music. Allen Music, 215 Kentucky Avenue, downtown Paducah, or check them out online at allenmusicshop.com. Custom Automotive in Calvert City, Kentucky has been a family-operated business for over 50 years. When you call Custom Automotive, you'll talk to an experienced tire and wheel expert. They install wheels and tires on thousands of vehicles every year in addition to their online sales. Stop by and thank them for supporting bluegrass music. Custom Automotive, Highway 62, Calvert City, Kentucky, 270-395-7611. Or visit them online at customautoonline.com. The Lake House Inn at Sled Creek has undergone complete renovation in 2023. Our outdoor space is unlike any other at Kentucky Lake. With two in-ground pools, 18 rooms, and four cabins, we're just a stone's throw away from Kentucky Dam. If you're looking to make memories with your family, this nostalgic inn is for you. Welcome to your lake house where modern meets rustic and becomes home. Reserve online at lakehouseinn.com. Lakehouseinn.com. So thankful for our sponsors that uh, keep great bluegrass music and uh, 
this great podcast going and coming out to you on all your great podcast platforms and on timbats.com. You can find it on there. So we're really thankful to uh, to all of the sponsors and uh, uh, especially Allen Music Shop uh, lets us record here inside the music store. So that, that's pretty cool. So speaking of uh, Guitar Player of the Year, um, Josh brought his own guitar this week so that he didn't bust it. Uh, yeah. Or if he did, it was his own guitar. So, um, yeah. So, yep, won't yep. you tell us a little bit about what kind of guitar you play and give us uh, all those guitar players out there some tips on uh, strings, guitars, and well, this is my normal box. This is the one that I play all the time, exclusively. Yeah. This is uh, made by a fellow by the name of Dana Bourgeois up in uh, uh, Maine. The bluegrass capital of the world, you know, up there, yeah, <laughs> up there in uh, Lewiston, Maine. But uh, actually, Skaggs kind of put him on the map back in the early '90s when he came out with the bluegrass uh, bluegrass rules album because everybody was playing bourgeois guitars on there. And uh, uh, Brian Sutton played one of his for a long time. I know Cody Kilby played one for a long time. Um, but I got to where uh, I got to hang out with Dana and uh, Andrew and Nick and some of the other guys that, that uh, are up there and um, got to uh, basically just become friends with them and uh, play some different guitars that he had brought. And uh, we kind of talked about you know maybe we could work something out one of these days dana was very uh uh intuitive he wanted to know what i what i played what i liked what kind of sound i liked why i liked it um and uh knew my connection with tony uh tony rice and um he actually was able to have tony's guitar for a short time and do measurements on it and uh, back around 2013, I think it was, uh, actually built a guitar, and it was going to be um, auctioned off, and the proceeds were going to go to Tony to help him out. And uh, that happened, and I don't remember who it was that won it, but uh, uh, Chris Eldridge, Critter, was the one that uh, was videoed playing it, you know, for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. And it was very similar to this one that I'm holding in my hands. Um, it's got the large sound hole, like like Tony's guitar. It has the uh, uh, blank fingerboard, but uh, uh, I believe that this is um, Engelman. No, no, no. Excuse me. It's a uh, Adirondack spruce, red spruce, and the back and sides um, are just beautiful uh brazilian rosewood and dana and i when we were talking about all this it was just kind of one of those things where it's like he wanted me to have a particular guitar he didn't know which one yet you know he i I told him i loved the large sound hole things he said so what we're going to do is we're going to go with a large sound hole d28 style for you and uh when i get the right one i will let you know he was going to like find me the one that suited for me he thought Mm -hmm. so um uh, a year went by uh we hung out at ibma again and that's when this particular conversation happened was the second year when he said this is what i want to do and and get you playing one of ours and uh I got a phone call from uh, Andrew about February or so of the following year, which would have been uh, 2020, I guess. Um, right before the world stopped. Yes, right before the world ended there for a little while. Um, and he said, Dana has found your guitar. I said, really? He said, yeah. Uh, so we're going to be shipping it to you. I was like, okay, great. You know, so... Uh, like around the first week or so of March, I ended up getting it. It literally came to my house in the mail. <laughs> well, there you go. So yeah, it was it was kind of cool. But uh, uh, I got it out, and it was just even at that moment, it was 
just clear as a bell. Yeah. And uh, well, it's beautiful. We're going to, if you want to see what this looks like, um, obviously this is an audio podcast, but you can go to our uh, Facebook page, the Hometown Bluegrass Show, and we'll post some pictures of it on there and uh, yeah. you can check it out. So it is beautiful. The back is just amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm very pl- proud of this, uh, of this bourgeois guitar and proud to be able to be, uh, playing his guitars exclusively. So now, do you always use the same kind of strings, or do you swap up? Or? I do. I use uh, elixirs, and I had to deal with elixir for a little while, and I guess technically I still do. Um, but uh, I always just work with Brandon as far as that stuff goes. You know, yeah. uh, he's helped me out over the years so many times that I continually give him business here at Allen Music and get my strings from him. Yeah. Because um, I can usually. Uh, get them about the same price honestly mm-hmm. so he always does good with that so um but i do love the elixir strings those are the ones that i uh prefer i each guitar is different this particular guitar likes the phosphor bronze better than the 8020 bronze mm-hmm. um my other guitar uh that's built by todd sams that i play um sometimes uh, i'll keep it uh, it's it's got more of a uh, it's still a rosewood. It's a Mexican rosewood, but it's it has a lot of the uh, mahogany sense to it. You know, whereas the eighteen kind of yeah, feel, the eighteen sound. Yeah. So it's a little bit uh, different. Now that guitar likes eighty twenties. It does not like the the uh, phosphor bronze. Mm-hmm. That's just weird how that works. But, yeah. But uh, what yeah. kind? Do you always use the same kind of pick, or do you just grab what you got, or what? Um, you have a preference on I, that? I use one of two things. I use uh, either a piece of tortoise shell, or um, I will play uh, a blue chip. Uh, Matt Goins down in East uh, East Tennessee uh, mm-hmm. has his company, uh, Blue Chip Picks, and I don't know what they're made out of, but um, they do last a long time. Uh, and you know, if I'm not using shell, that's what I'm using. Yeah. So always, and it's always the same shape. It's the, it's it's the TP, and I remember that because I, you know, toilet paper. Right. So. Exactly. Because <laughs> you're full of crap. Right? See, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so um, I use either a TP35 or TP40. So I um, got you. And I think that's stands for the one thousandths of the. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it is, one thousandths of an inch or something like that. Do you like the all corner, the three corners to be the same or one corner? No, I like them all the same. All the same. Because yeah. I'll I'll flip at any point. Yeah. You, know, you never know. Gets it twisted around your hand. It, it it does sometimes, but also you can, like especially with tortoise shell, you can really hear, like, the scratchiness. Sometimes you know you kind of wear into it a little bit, and mm-hmm. then you have to kind of flop to get rid of that. Now, what about capo? Do you have a preference on what kind of capo you use? Um, this is an Elliott capo. Uh, I have some other capos that uh, do work well. I just prefer this one. Uh, this particular one was a gift from Scott Elliott, and uh, uh, I very much appreciate him uh, for doing that and, and being a good friend. But, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's, that's my preference. And yeah. he's just... A great machinist, and uh, you know this is the uh, the McKinney style uh, capo that that people know of uh, in the bluegrass world. Uh, originally, Tom McKinney came up with the idea and machined a few capos and gave them to some of the artists, and uh, obviously it caught on. So, you know, everybody wanted one, so he started making them, and then eventually sold his idea and patent uh, to uh, some different people, and mm-hmm. so pretty standard bluegrass capo today yeah well won't you play us something on that bourgeois guitar okay i'll try this uh try a little uh church street blues since i haven't done that yet have i uh don't matter it's one of my favorites so uh maybe i just have done it yeah i think you did it a few podcasts ago but um it doesn't matter to me it's one of my favorite songs Oh, I know what I should do. All right. (laughs) 
Once in a lifetime there's a man Who comes along and changes everything With wood, shell, and wire in his hand Another session from the master And the all he left behind Now we're forced to turn the pages Of a story so divine Now only love and legacy remain For so long you were a mystery untold All alone inside a crowded room Yet somehow you were always in control As if you knew just what I needed In the bottom of my soul You would find a way to see it With your shoulder getting cold And the sound of that old guitar in your hand of all the precious memories that I hold The ones that mean the most are all the stories that you told If I could just go back and trace your footprints in the snow I'd have you tell them all just one more time before you go If I could say one thing before you go I'd make sure you knew I loved you I might say it in a voice that you would know With my guitar and a flat pick Backing up an angel band And I know you've gone to join them Yet you still got my hand And everywhere I go you come along of all the precious memories that I hold The ones that mean the most are all the stories that you told If I could just go back and trace your footprints in the snow I'd have you tell them all just one more time before you go If I could just go back and trace your footprints in the snow I'd have you tell those stories one more time before you go Well, that was just the prettiest thing I ever Oh, heard. thank you, thank you. That's a <laughs> song that uh, uh, I wrote with... Dan Tominski, and that is about Tony. That is a song that Dan uh, recorded on a, a EP that he put out, uh, I guess, later in 2021 called One More Time Before You Go, and uh, that's our tribute to uh, T. Rice. So That's awesome. I've heard it before, but it's, uh, it's something just with the guitar like that. Mm. It's pretty special. Well, that's, that's how it was written. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, we are excited about our guest tonight um, uh, on this episode of the podcast, uh, Miss Rhonda Vincent, your 2024 uh, Spigma Female Vocalist of the Year and many, 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 many other awards that uh, have come about. And my old boss. And Josh's old boss. So right. I can't wait to pick her brain about <laughs> what... How Josh used to get on her nerves. Man, she could write a book, let me tell you. All the crazy things he did and just frustrated the crap out of her, probably. Yes, <laughs> I did. I did. Well, we're going to find out from her, and uh, <laughs> we're excited to talk with her. So uh, you guys stick around. Uh, Miss Rhonda Vincent is coming up right after this. 
For over 50 years, Puckett's Jewelry in Benton, Kentucky has been a trusted choice for fine jewelry that will last a lifetime and help you celebrate life's most precious moments. The new owners, Bart and Hannah Lewis, are excited to continue the Puckett's Jewelry legacy in Marshall County and are proud to support bluegrass music. Puckett's Jewelry on the square in Benton, Kentucky. Visit them online at PucketsJewelry.com. Bats Creative Audio is not just a DJ service. We can provide audio for your event, either with live sound, live band, or singers. We do weddings, parties, reunions, festivals, and most any event that needs fun, entertaining music. We are prompt, professional, and have many years of experience in the wedding business. So whether it's your special day or you just want to make your party more fun, give Tim Bats a call at 270-217-2119. The Duck Blind, located in Barlow, Kentucky, is your neighborhood restaurant, bar, and grill. Stop by and try their burgers, the shotgun fixings, the greenhead taco salad, or the pintail pizza. They also are a full-service spirit store with a drive-thru. It's a great family atmosphere with live music on the back patio. The Duck Blind Bar and Grill in Barlow, Kentucky. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to the Hometown Bluegrass Show. I am your host, Tim Batts, and I am here with me, me, 20 time Bluegrass Guitar Player of the Year, Clem Cadillhopper. That still sounds so weird, 20. I know. Clem could what? <laughs> I don't know. Who? But uh, anyway, hey, we're wasting time. We've got a bigger name on the other line. Um, <laughs> we don't have time That's for right. your shenanigans, Josh. That's right. <laughs> so. We are fortunate to have Miss Rhonda Vincent uh, on the phone with us tonight. How are you doing? Hello there. Hey, I'm doing good. We've well, had some, a few detours tonight or today, but we're, we're all doing good. Yeah, well, I heard... I'm glad to talk to you guys. Yeah, well, we appreciate you taking the time. Your buses broke down, you're heading to the Grand Ole Opry, and it's all kind of chaos going on. That's what well, we're making lemonade out of lemons. That's hey, what we're doing. That's what you do. That's, <laughs> that's exactly right. right. Well, thanks for taking the time with us. Uh, I thought it'd be really cool to have you and Josh together and uh, and have you tell us a lot of dirt on him. So, <laughs> oh, that, oh, can I? T I can tell you lots of things about Josh Williams. You Absolutely. have no idea what you have opened up. That's what I wanted. That's I wanted, right. I wanted that can tell me wide what open. you'd like to know. <laughs> That's what we want. Well, Do you want to know the first time I was there or the second time? Because I can <laughs> promise you, one of those times went way better than the other did. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> well, well, we'll keep it a, a nice show, and we won't make you look too bad. So. Okay. <laughs> but, um, well, Rhonda's on her way to the Grand Ole Opry right now, and so we're going to try to do this interview before she gets there. And um, thanks again for taking the time. So. You know, My, a lot of, you know what? It's kind of like cash cab, isn't it? It, it is. <laughs> yeah. It is. Hey, yeah, we got so much time before you get there to, to talk it out. So yeah. yeah, I like it. That's cool. Well, a lot of people interview you, and all you know, they talk about growing up in Missouri and the family band and all that. You know, and that's that's great. I think a lot of people know your story. Um, I think for our deal, since Josh and I host this hometown bluegrass show podcast together. And um, I thought it would be cool to kind of just talk to you about from the rage on, you know, like how sure. how did the rage start? Uh, when did it become Rhonda Vincent to Rhonda Vincent and the rage? I mean, I think I started I did about uh, I did two country albums and through 95 uh, nine or 96, 97, but 1999, then, um, I was kind of at a crossroads after the couple, the two country albums. And that's when I got together with some friends, uh, Alan Jones and, uh, Joey Winneman and Earl Heese. And that's, we just were kind of playing in the living room and that's, and then we said, Hey, Rhonda, Alan, Joey, and Earl, the rage. And uh, that's how it's kind of started. We did a few festivals and then I, from there, Alan, Joey, and Earl were no longer in the rage. We changed it to R-A-G-E. And I guess it wasn't the very first incarnation, but it was very near there. And, you know, Josh Williams was one of the first fiddle players in the rage. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And people say, I didn't even know that Josh played the fiddle. It's like Josh Williams <laughs> plays everything yeah. and he plays it all so incredibly well. He, he told me a couple of weeks ago he played the fiddle for you, and then the next time he saw you, you didn't even remember who he was. <laughs> that's, well... 
That's the ongoing joke. <laughs> there's a there's a guy online and Mickey was, and I just saw him last night. I think his name is Mason, and he's come to see us to our shows, and he always gets a picture. And he will post it and say, well, I just met Rhonda Vincent for the fifth time, and she still doesn't remember who I am. So don't feel bad. <laughs> see, so, see, I mean, if you don't have a conversation with somebody and you don't well, really, yeah. I don't know that I know their name, but yeah, exactly. I saw Josh. <laughs> exactly. First time I met and, you in person was 2013. Okay, so I don't know if you remember this, but my brother-in-law promoted a bluegrass festival called the Sweetgrass Music Festival in Charleston, South Carolina. Michael Merle and my sister Angela, they did this. and We were at the Patriot Point where the big aircraft carrier was. This was 2013. I had to call him today to find out. And uh, so that's the first time I met you, and we talked. And uh, so that was a long, long time ago. The festival only made it a couple years before he... Lost a bunch of money and had to stop. Oh, no. That's, uh, that's the plight of the Bluegrass yeah, Festival around the, the world. <laughs> yeah, it, isn't it, though? That's for sure. So, But uh, but anyway, we had, we had a great time. And, uh, and so it was fun. let me clear this up. In her defense. Oh, here we go. <laughs> in her defense, it happened to be, uh, which we, I, I played one weekend with her, okay? So I played in Eminence, Missouri. I went out there, uh, played a weekend with her, and then... Um, I saw her maybe, it was Grass Valley, so however long that would have been. That would have been, what, two months or Probably like so. That. You had grown up, so, I mean, you're so young, you've probably grown like in that those two months. Well, no wonder I didn't recognize well, you. I had just graduated <laughs> high school. See? Then, see? But whenever I played with her, I was still in school. So I, I only just drove out there for the weekend, and then I had to come mm-hmm. back, you wow. know, back, to, back to school and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, um, it was in uh, Grass Valley at the Father's Day Bluegrass Festival out there in Grass Valley, California. Yes, and and and, and that's one of the first beginnings of having a band. I'm still trying to navigate even having a band and managing a band and all the things that go with that. So there was a, a lot of a lot of different varying factors. But for, if you talk to Mason, it hasn't changed any because I still can't remember him. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so, there is no defense to oh, that. Oh, that's so funny. Probably not. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I told him I, earlier before we got on the phone with you, I said, I said, 2013, I met Rhonda in Charleston. I said, and you were there too. I said, I was the MC, and I said, I said, hey, I'm Tim Batts, and I'm from your area. I'm from Paducah. You know, we're in, and he goes, oh, okay. And he just walked away. I Did said, he remember that? No. I said, you were a jerk. He said, yeah, I probably was a jerk. <laughs> oh, my God. I said, in my defense, I probably just woke up whenever we saw you. Uh, but I still no excuse. So. I know. still no excuse. Uh, yeah. I said, well, 11 so you years, know what? It's good out. that Josh is nicer these days. Exactly. <laughs> the baby's growing up, ain't he, Ron? Oh, my Yes, gosh. yes. <laughs> well, he was a youngster. I know it. Well, you know, and that's, that's one of the really fun things about having young um, musicians and, and I get a chance, I get to see them you know, as they perfect their craft and they just get better and better and you get to you know, you get to watch that. Uh, it's very exciting. We were at, at Spigma last weekend mm-hmm. and I can't believe all of the kids that are playing and I mean the resources are so much better now that they're learning so much faster. Uh, you know, you can watch YouTube and on all of the different and so many online lessons and so it's a really great thing. I, I love that. I love uh, you know, um, seeing and hearing and yeah. discovering new musicians. Oh, I know. My wife and I Such were there as we did with Josh. at Spigma yeah. and, um, you know, saw your performance Saturday night. Con- congratulations on Female Vocalist of the Year, by the way. Ooh, thank you. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, it was such a fun weekend. It was. And we shot a music video there on I was, Saturday. I was too. there. I was just telling Josh. I was like... Were you I, in the music video, I, too? Well, I was in the crowd watching, and I said... Oh, I nice. said, I'm so excited. I said, I want to... When we talked to her, I said, I really want to ask her about City of New Orleans, how, how that came about, but I really want to ask her how Please, Mr. Please come out. I said... We got to see her play it like 10 times in a row. <laughs> we did it probably 75 times on Saturday. Oh, my gosh. It's stuck in my head. This is not the greatest way. It's the greatest way to promote a song, I think. I'm going to have to it do is. this every year now. It is. It was great. And it was, of course, stuck in my head ever since, you know. And uh, I love it. But I went so back to Paducah and was like, okay, now I've heard that song as a kid. I know it's a country song where, you know, so then I found out Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John, and, 1975. Yeah. How in the world did you get a hold of that and, and what brought that on? I mean, well, I remember when it came out. So the crazy thing, I'm working on a destinations project. Uh, Jeannie Seeley wrote a new song called I Miss Missouri. 
And then that kind of it's like, I miss Missouri. We should do a, a get songs about destinations. And so that's what we started. I made a list, City of New Orleans. You know, uh, that's how I got to Memphis, all these different songs. And I've selected songs to record from that so four strong winds the ian tyson song is on there and i was working on that in the studio and i'm listening to it and i turned I, I stood up turned around and put my elbows on the pool table that was nearby and just started singing please mr please <laughs> so mm. i i've got to go back now and listen to four strong winds and see what what prompted what triggered it? this song? Yeah, something triggered. Yeah. Please, Mister, please, from the song Four Strong Winds." And if you think of the two, they're not—they don't correlate at all. There is nothing similar about the. Well, there's got to yeah. be something. There's yeah, got to be a be. melody yeah, or something. Because yeah. I literally just sit, turned around and started singing it. There's something, that something that's so. Well, yeah. the, the harmonies. I can't wait to check it out. The harmonies in the chorus of that song are just infectious. I mean. Oh! I'm loving this oh, song so me much. Me too. I love my wife and I sang it all weekend, and it's like, oh my gosh! Oh that's my great. gosh! I love it. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. can't wait to hopefully have it done very soon, and that video will be out soon. And yeah. so we'll make sure that we have we can send it to you. So yes. you can play on your show. Yes, absolutely. I can't wait to play it. I'll, I'll be playing that one a bunch. So speaking of which, city of New Orleans. Now, where in the world did that come up? Well, it was on the list. You know, the list of destinations. I got you. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I, there's a, it was just happened. And, and so as we recorded the song, and there were a lot of, of very unlikely songs. People are going to be very surprised, I think, of the songs that we recorded that, I mean, I never dreamed I would record, but they ended up being destinations. Country Roads uh, is on there. And yeah. I'm trying to think of the other songs that are, I can't think of, of the other songs right now. But, Country uh, Roads. Did, mean, you, did you do the Osborne Brothers version or did you do the John the, Denver, the John Denver <laughs> more straight version? Uh, we kind of, I think we kind of created our own a little bit. Uh-huh. It starts with a it starts with a fiddle, just a, a, a like fiddle playing, and then we go into it and we, and it goes out with the fiddle too. So. Oh, okay, hmm. okay. And maybe you that. know what we did? We kind of did a unique thing on Beautiful Star. Maybe Adam can create something to go on Country Roads like that. Yeah, yeah. I heard your uh, twin your fiddles. twin fiddles on on Beautiful Star while we were at Spickman. That was pretty. Awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was cool. So, so how far away are you from the Grand Opry? <laughs> we're we're getting. We're are you getting on the close, Briley? <laughs> yeah, we're on Briley. Oh, okay. oh, oh, we just hit a pothole. Oh, oh they were no. terrible. I was car. just telling Josh. Oh we were, my goodness, we were just, just lost there. the EGR valve on that one. Yeah. Too. we're at the Opry Mills exit, so we got to get up to the, okay. the, the Music Valley uh, Drive. Well, you're so. getting close. We're getting closer. So, yeah. well, before you get to the Grand Ole Opry and have to hop out. I mean, give us some dirt on Josh. Tell us what what's his quirk. I mean, what what's his, what's his I know he has she to have some not quirks. have enough time. Hey, listen, Damn. what happens on the bus stays on the bus. Yeah, he mentioned That's that. That's kind of the rule, you know. There was a lot of stuff that didn't happen on the bus though. Is the thing. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah. like the Wildwood Lodge, I had to run off of the bus. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's yeah. some things we can't there talk was, about. Now, there was a was time, rough. I, you know what, there's a, something that happened with Josh that's not ever happened with anyone else. I was so upset one day, and I just started shaking him. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. Well, yeah, I said, that, you know, that yep, happened. <laughs> I literally, I will, uh, that's, that's probably the only thing I can really tell, but I was, it's like, come on, Josh. Yeah, and so I was yep. like, "All right, get it together, I can get it see together." You. And I literally started shaking him. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like what five two? I'm five two, <laughs> and, and Josh is like seven six, feet, so. six six or six five, whatever he is. Oh, I can just see you standing there in front of him with his your hand, his shoulders in your hand. Well, that's the second thing that she did that only she's only done to me. The first thing was was she rehired me. All right. <laughs> She's that never was, done that, that before either. <laughs> no, I had never re you know what? In the history of this band, I have he's the only person I have ever rehired a second time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, you feel special, baby. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you are Josh, you are very special. Thank you, Rhonda. Well, you're special too, Rhonda. Thank you so much. I'm sorry your bus <laughs> broke down, but I'm so glad we got to have this conversation. Well, me too. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really appreciate Call me you again doing when that. we're not when we're not in such chaos. Yes, we, we will. will. We'll definitely have you I, on the air because I know a lot of things I can tell you about Josh. That's Williams. what I wanted to hear. That's, <laughs> See, that's okay. She can write a book. Yes, I could write a book. Yes, I could. All right, girl. Well, y'all have fun at the Grand Ole Opry, and uh, right. we'll talk to you soon. All right. Many blessings. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. Bye. Bye.
All right. Well, it was so exciting to have Rhonda Vincent on our show tonight. Uh, even in light of her circumstances, uh, bus breaking down and and her having to take a car over to the Grand Ole Opry. Uh, uh, were they on their way somewhere else? They were. Yeah, they were going to be headed to Texas, from what I understood. Oh, okay. Yeah, <clears throat> I got you. So the bus breaks down, so she just that's makes part uh, of it. Man. Makes lemonade out that, of lemons. That's right, man. <laughs> and and. She taught me how to do that. I will say that I was not good at that whenever I first joined her band. <laughs> not not good at uh, taking got, situations lightly and just making the best right. of it? That's right. I was not. Would you was, do get uh, frustrated? And, I did. I'd get frustrated. I wanted things to be a certain way, and that did not work out well yeah. for me. Well, I understand that. Not, mm-hmm. I'm kind of the same way. So, But sometimes we just got to put on a big boy britches and... Go on about it, you know. You know, I, I love that she did talk about how she came up with the with the name The Rage. But one thing she did not say when she had mentioned about it being Rhonda, Alan, uh, Joey, and Earl. Um, Joey did not start with a G. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know. So it started out as Rage, which was R-A-J-E. But there were so many people that would mess that up, you know, because they would think, well, it can't just be that simple. Right. So they were they would like put the little tilly or whatever they call that thing. Yeah, a little uh, hyphen thing. Yeah, the little uh, exclamation, or not exclamation, but the uh, accent point, yeah. you know. So people were calling it Rhonda Vincent and the Rajay and <laughs> all this kind of stuff. Oh, man. Uh, so she's like, you know, let's just make this a lot simpler. Yeah. Redneck it down and just. Call That's it right. the rage. That's, That's right. right. Well, it was good to hear you two banter back and forth, and I'm sure there's tons of stories, and we'll have to have her on again sometime. Yes. Yeah, we definitely <laughs> when will. she's got more time. We we kind of caught her at a crazy time, but we're so glad she decided to join us. So Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, that was cool. So, well, folks, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Hometown Bluegrass Show. I know we've had a blast doing it right here at Allen Music, and uh, – uh, I love doing this with you, man. I think hey, it's awesome. Me too, man. I really enjoy this. I look forward to it every week. So we me hope too. you do too. You've been listening to the Hometown Bluegrass Show presented by Allen Music Shop. Dot com. I'm Tim Bats. Josh Williams. We'll see you next time. Take care, y'all. been a Bats Creative Audio production.